I think it's going to be like 50 degrees hotter here than it is where you are. Oh my God. Wait. So you'll be like in a tank top on Zoom and I'll be wearing like four layers. Well, I will never wear a tank top, but <laughs> in theory, yes. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we're going to talk about why it's a good idea to emulate The Bachelor, or in our case, The Bachelorette, when you're approaching a potential new project. In Take a Hike, we'll discuss how we're looking around our houses with new eyes. What are we seeing? Plus, Liz has a day of medical hits, and I've got a bullet journal bomb. Sarah, we first talked about bullet journals all the way back in episode two, <laughs> and they are still a hot topic. Finally, this week's Hollywood hack is for all of you trying to figure out ways to build team morale over Zoom. But first, Sarah, we all want an update on how it's going in Minnesota. For anyone who doesn't know, you decided to wait out the pandemic at your lake house <laughs> in northern Minnesota. You've been there a few weeks now, and you're staying through Christmas. Yes. Um, it's so lovely. I'm so glad we came. For one thing, I think in L.A. you're having like a horrible heat wave right now. And here it's like yes. 65 degrees. It's... <laughs> It's lovely. Wow. Yeah. So it's been really, really nice just to be in nature. You do have to have your internet adjusted, though. You had to have the internet people come. Yes. And I probably will have to have them come again. <laughs> and we've lost power twice okay. from thunderstorms, you know. And to get groceries, I have to drive 40 minutes. Yeah. No Instacart, no Postmates. <laughs> no pizza delivery. I have a question for you. How is the time difference? Because it's two hours later there. Yes, it's very pros and cons. I like having extra time in the morning to just do life stuff and take a walk and that kind of thing. But it's definitely harder to be working later. It just makes my day mm. two hours mm -hmm. longer. Yeah. And kind of pushes work closer to bedtime uh, for Violet's bedtime, not my bedtime. You know, so that's yeah. not great, but it is what it is. Everything else outweighs it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just saw that Barbados is offering one-year remote working visas. Um, so I spent last night just for fun um, Googling apartments in Barbados. Do it. Because you never know. 100%. I'm, I am there for you, Liz. I've, I think you should go to Barbados. And Sarah, we also want to remind everyone that once again, we are selling our awesome rainbow Sillapint Happier in Hollywood cups. They are $25, including shipping. So if you'd like one, email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com for more information. Okay, Liz, it is time for From the Treadmill Desks of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's the idea that we should approach potential projects like The Bachelorette. So you are going to have to explain this. <laughs> 
because I am the bachelor expert of the two of us. (laughs) Well, I was lamenting to you the other day because I have been having a hard time with some of our potential projects because I don't know what's going to happen with them. Yeah. So I'm torn between wanting to really invest because that's how we get our best work and not wanting to invest because I don't want to be disappointed if they don't work out. Right. So I was discussing this issue I was having with you, this psychic issue. And as we were talking, I realized it's the same problem that every bachelor and bachelorette faces (laughs) because they start off dating 25 people. They don't know who's going to be the one. And they have to narrow it down just the way we end up narrowing down projects. Right. Yes. So I've sort of analyzed how I feel the bachelor and bachelorettes approach this problem, and I'm going to implement it in our work life. Okay. This is, uh, I cannot wait to hear exactly how this this breaks down. So what <laughs> does all of this bacheloretteness entail? Okay, so when they go on their dates, they really, this is the key thing, try to focus on just that person. They try to be totally present, not to compare that person to the 25 other people or then, you know, 15, 10, 5, 3, 2. Uh So that's one thing I really want to do. I am trying to really be present with whatever project we're working on. As if the other projects don't even exist. It's like if today is about Project A, then I only want to think about Project A. You want to fully love and commit your heart to Project A. For that amount of time. Um, Also important, (laughs) don't make promises you might not be able to keep. Mm. Don't say I love you to more than one project. I have watched enough Bachelorette to know that that is a problem. (laughs) Yes. So again, while you want to be totally present and invested in the project you're working on in the moment, don't tell someone, oh, like 100% this is going to happen because you just don't know it. Only make promises that you know you can keep. Another thing is don't talk about Project A when you're supposed to be talking about Project B, which also goes to The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, where they find that when they talk about other contestants during a date, it never goes well. That's like talking about your ex with your current girlfriend or boyfriend, except they're not your ex. You're still dating them. Exactly. And so, again, when I'm talking to you about some project, I should not start bringing up another (laughs) project because, again, that takes me out of being present. Yes. Don't cheat on Project A with Project B. Yes. (laughs) Now, okay, another thing, Sarah, as we navigate these projects that I'm suggesting is trust the chatter. If numerous people tell you bad things... About this project, or in the case of The Bachelorette person, run for the hills, even if you've already put a lot of time into it. So you just have to stay open to the idea that if if people start like emailing you like, oh, my God, you don't want to work on X, Y, Z, listen to them. Mm, I also have seen that happen on both The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. People will constantly be like, she's bad news. He's terrible. Don't. And it's like all these people 
are saying this and uh, whether it's a bachelor or bachelorette, they're like, oh, no, they're so nice to me. Okay, that's good. I'm going to remember that. And then it leads to disaster, right? Always, always, always. And then finally, Sarah, we've got to be open to the idea that this project can blossom and turn into a lasting relationship. (laughs) But it is a two-way street. So if Mm. this, well, person in the case of The Bachelor, project in the case of us, doesn't end up wanting us, we have to move on to the next project that does. And that's Uh. the key. That is so important. This is, I mean, we give that advice to people who are looking to staff on shows. Just like if you meet with a showrunner and you don't get the job, that's okay because it wasn't the right thing for you. Right. If they didn't want you, you wouldn't have wanted to be there in the first place. Yeah. And it's like, even if we end up putting a lot of time into something, I mean, that's just part of the job. And if for whatever reason, something doesn't work out, we need to just close the door and move on to the next contestant. To the next season. <laughs> to the ne- Yeah. <laughs> so this is the analysis I've done, Sarah. I hope it helps us. I hope I it like helps it. everyone out there who may struggle with this same issue in this uh, gig economy where everyone is constantly going after millions of different jobs. I think we need to make a poster that's like, you know, career lessons from The Bachelorette. Yes. It's more than just one motto. Yeah, There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot here. It's a lot to learn. <laughs> so I, I'm going to have to watch the next season to, to exactly. continue my education. I'll be watching with you. Coming up, we have a take a hike about looking around your space with new eyes. But first, this break. Okay, Sarah, it's time for Take a Hike, in which we discuss mental, physical, or spiritual health. And today we are talking about mental health and why it is a good idea to look at your space with new eyes. Yes, we have all been largely homebound for the last six months now. And this is a realization I recently had staring at my bedroom walls. Yes, so I want to hear this. What you were staring and what did you see with fresh eyes? Well, so uh, as we've discussed, I'm in Minnesota at what was my mom's house, and she had this picture. I'll describe the picture. It's it's actually, you know, objectively quite a lovely picture. It's a sketch of a reclining naked woman leaning against a tree, and it's very, it's not like, you know, it's pretty demure. It's just kind of a lovely, mm-hmm. elegant picture, but it's big, and it's been in my life my entire life. It was in her, uh, it was on the third floor of our house when I was growing up, and now it's here. And I have just never liked it. I Like, mm. from my childhood on, I just, I don't know what it is. I don't like it. So I've been staring at it for years. I'll take it. <laughs> Chuck wants the naked lady. Yeah, I think I'm giving it to my aunt, sorry. So I've been staring at it for years, and it literally never occurred to me like, oh, wait a minute, I could just take this down. Because mm, you just, you're so used to seeing it, it's like you don't even realize you're seeing it. Exactly. I'm just sort of used to the unpleasant feeling I get. And then I'm just like, yep, I still don't like it. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? I took it down. I put up this really beautiful painting that I really love. And I'm just so much happier. So I've removed something that caused me like sort of low-level 
displeasure and replaced it with something that brings me real happiness every time I look at it. Mm, That is wonderful. Yeah. I think sometimes when we're in a space, we stop seeing it really. And also when there are things we don't like very much, like because we don't have a passionate dislike of them, we just let them go like, eh, Mm -hmm. when maybe we could change them up a little. Well, Sarah, this reminds me of our backsplash in our kitchen. (laughs) So years ago, Adam and I redid the kitchen. We really wanted to do like some really fun backsplash. We went around and around. We're going to do red. We're going to do green. I mean, it it was like we had like a hundred different tiles. Yes. And we couldn't decide and we didn't know what would look good. So we ended up doing white. Okay. And Mm. it looks, again, perfectly fine. Right. But it's always bothered us, especially Adam, because he's much more sensitive to these <laughs> matters than I am. But anyway, we would look at it and just kind of feel like that was a fail because it was a, a lost opportunity. And so right. I will say, look, Adam was like, you know what? We could redo that backsplash. We could just do it. Not do the rest of the kitchen, just redo the backsplash. Uh And because I'm trying to say yes more often and not be such a curmudgeon, not wanting to do anything, I was like, let's do it. And (laughs) we did. And it's chartreuse now. (laughs) I should post a picture. Yes. And it, we really like it and it makes us happy. Like you're saying, now, instead of feeling this fail every time we look at the backsplash, we feel like, oh, a win because we yeah. changed it up and it's really fun. We like it. We also put it in our laundry room, just took the kitchen to the next level. And you know what? Some people might not like it, but it doesn't matter because it's our house and we can have yes. what we like. And if they don't like it, I don't give a shit. <laughs> But the other thing is, like, in five years, you may not like it because tastes change over time. And if you every now and then just, like, take a look around with new eyes, then you can change things up. Right now, you love it. Right now, I love this painting in my bedroom. Reevaluate every now and then. Just make sure that all these things that we look at every single day are really what we want to be seeing. Yes. Good. Good idea. So we want to know what do you see and what did you do about it? Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Okay, Liz, it's time for our hits and bombs segment because Hollywood is all about big hits and big bombs. Liz, you have a huge hit this week. Huge! (laughs) I have to say, Sarah, I am so proud of myself because... (laughs) I had a day of like unpleasant medical things. (laughs) In one day, I got a deep cleaning of my teeth, which I won't go into, but it is not a pleasant procedure. (laughs) Then I went to the ENT, and this is a quick update for everyone who very nicely emails about my voice. You know, I've been like, my voice has issues. The, mm-hmm. You know, we've had Amanda on to help me with my voice. <laughs> it hurts when I talk a lot. If I talk loudly, it hurts. If I sing, yeah. it hurts. So then I finally decided I'm going to an ENT because maybe I have something in my throat, like a polyp. Anyway, so I had a very unpleasant procedure where he stuck like a thing through <laughs> my nose and down my throat, a light, so he could see 
Oh my god! I have to tell you that the notion of that gives Ugh. me like full body chills of horror. I had to go to just another place. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I had to be yeah. like, it was like childbirth. I'm like, this Ugh. is not happening. But anyway, the good news is I don't have any lesions or polyps in my throat. I just good. need to, but it was red. So he gave me a regimen and we'll see how that works. And then, as if that wasn't enough, Sarah, <laughs> I went to CVS and I got oh my, my flu God. shot, which isn't doesn't hurt, but it's just a hassle and you have to wait and fill out forms. So I did all of that in one day and I, I just felt so good to have accomplished <laughs> these things. So I'm just sharing it with everybody. It's so great to just like pack it all in. If you'd had to spread it out over all these multiple days, you could have just had like one like rough day after the next. You just got it all done. And also, let's talk about the flu shot for a minute, because it's so, so important to do that. And they're telling people to do it early this year, aren't they? Yes. Yes. They've got the shots early and they really want everyone to do it. I questioned the pharmacist, like, should I wait to do this? And he said, no, absolutely not. Do it now. It will carry you through the whole flu season if you get it now. Okay. Because inspired by you... I am now scheduled to go in on Saturday. Violet is getting the kid one. Anna is getting the one for people over 65. I'm getting the regular one. And my aunt is also coming in with us. So we are all four of us going (laughs) to trek. I think we're going to Walgreens (laughs) to Walgreens and get our flu shots on Saturday. So thank you. Good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I inspired you. (laughs) All right, Sarah, that's my hit. What is your bomb? Well, my bomb, compared to your ginormous hit, this is sort of a piddling bomb, but it really bothers me. Okay. So I have a bullet journal. I've been doing it for years. It's a really important part of my kind of schedule and sanity. But I have not lately, I mean, for months, been doing the gratitude part. And I haven't mm. been doing the journal part, which is the of the boo Joe. It's the Joe. Um, I've just been doing the to-do list. Ah, interesting. Yeah, it's like the part that is kind of there for your mental health is the part that I haven't been doing. I've been doing just the very practical part. So I just really want to remind myself, one, it's very important to spend time every day thinking about the things that we're grateful for. And doing it in a bullet journal is a really easy way to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I really want to have a record of this time because it's yes. so weird. <laughs> um, yes. You know, and I know I'm going to be disappointed in myself. So maybe what I need to do is think about my future self because I am, mm-hmm. that does work for me. So mm-hmm. I'm going to think about my future self and try to do better. Well, and you and I are both obligers, which means we need accountability. So now that you've announced this to everyone who's listening and said you're going to do it, hopefully you will feel accountable to our listeners and you will follow through. So I'm going to check in with you about that in a couple of weeks. Okay, thank you. (laughs) You are my obliger buddy. Yes, and you're mine. Next up, we have an online hack that's equally great for work and life. But first is break. Okay, Sarah, it is time for this week's Hollywood Hack, online trivia night. Yes. Now, you did this recently, right, with parents from Jack's class? Yes. 
The fifth grade class had a back-to-school trivia night, which was um, arranged by our wonderful class coordinators. And what it is, is they send a link for the trivia night, and you log on, and then we had a separate device. I think you could do it on one device, but questions come up, and you have X number of seconds to answer. They're multiple choice. And you answer. And then what makes it really fun is what pops up on the screen is like how many people answered which question and which is correct. So you see how Uh 33% said B, 40% said A. So it's just fun to see. It makes it feel very official. Uh And there's a leaderboard. So it's constantly changing leaderboards. So it feels very competitive. It feels very, like, official. It's not just someone calling out trivia questions, you know? Yes. Now, wait, was it um, individuals against individuals or families against families? Like, what was the... Families. Yes. Families against families. So the Fierro family, the Uh Shen family, the Reed family. And it was just fun because the parents are equally as into it as the kids, maybe (laughs) more so. And we all just laughed and had fun. And the guys who were sort of hosting it did a really good job. And I will mention what we used. I'm sure there's lots of things you can use, but um, it was through Social Point Audience Engagement Platform. So they have all sorts of games, including trivia, which is what we did. But it really was fun. And what it made you and me think of, Sarah, is that we had the letter from a listener who's having trouble feeling bonded with people from work. And this would be a great thing to do with colleagues. Absolutely. I think that particular listener was starting a new job and really didn't know people. So for her, it would be great just to start breaking down walls and just have fun. But even if you're working with people that you've worked with for a while, this would be such just like a break from monotony, just liven things up. Yes. Yeah. Like you could do it in a Zoom writer's room once a week, trivia, you know, and you can have prizes. We have Amazon gift card Uh prizes. Oh, nice. Um, But maybe the showrunner could buy lunch for whoever won or something like that. I love it. So Zoom trivia session, I'm telling you, it, it, it doesn't contribute to Zoom fatigue. It actually is energizing. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Do the Thing from Whole 30's Melissa Urban. And check out the newest Onward Project podcast, Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S Fane. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fane. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. While we're recording, Liz, I keep getting these notifications from Seesaw, which is Violet's like online school thing. It's like a new activity is posted. You have feedback.
I know. And every time I see one of those, I get anxious. Like I need to check, you know, did you see this? Did you see that? Did you see this? You need to redo question three. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, goodness. From the Onward Project.